0: Ah, Welcome to our podcast, it's the latest thing you know We're talking into mics just like on the radio But we can talk about buttholes and boobies and everything more Dicks and cunts and smoking blunts will come up for sure Rap
1: time! Motherfucking dick sucking pussy loving time Say some more shit just to make it all rhyme No! Just start a fucking show! Beard
0: the Welcome to bid in the semi. I'm Andrew and he's David. Hello. Did it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Is that all you have to say? So Andrew wrote us a little introduction piece, and I tried to like be graceful and be thankful. So I was like, why don't you start the show? But because he specifically put me as the first person to speak, now forever and always, guys, you'll always hear me say, "Welcome to bid in the semi. I'm David." He's Andrew. And what will you say, Andrew? Hello. Or some variation of the above. Yes, sir. Welcome to Bid and Semi guys. I'm David. He's Andrew. Hello. And have you done your homework? Andrew? I have. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I did it! It took you forever! <laughs> I kept asking you. All week, have you listened to it? Have you watched it? Have you watched it? Yet? Yeah, have you watched it? Please tell me you've watched it. I bet if I hadn't, you wouldn't have.
1: No, it really was last minute. So, uh, today when I was at work, I was stuck in a room by myself and I was like, No one's around, I can just watch some YouTube. So, I stuck on a couple of episodes and that was that was when I crammed it in. So, what did you think of Renato Laranja? Um, I mean, it, it wasn't bad i i found him to be very much just like a modern day not even modern day but just like a different variation on like a sasha baron cohen kind of creation
0: Yeah, that
1: sort of like misunderstanding the english language and customs but in in sort of like a offensive humorous way unfortunately i found with that is it can get quite predictable and repetitive for me it can get old pretty quickly and i was like it's obviously different things being said but It's sort of the same shit, different smell. Uh, So I watched the first few episodes. Like I think if you're into UFC or some something like that, it's it's probably a little more enjoyable.
0: Yeah, if you know who these people are, like I don't I don't know literally any of them. Like especially when I first watched it, now I kind of know like who Baz Luhrmann is and things like that. But as in the writer and director. Yeah, not Baz Luhrmann. What's his name? Fucking the bald guy on the I think the first episode. Uh, that was... he's trying to like promote this air thingy, breathing thing. Did I watch what his the right thing? Was second episode? He's uh, sitting on a couch. Yeah, and yeah it's like a chat people. show. Yeah, yeah no, was the shows. I forget what episode. Yeah,
1: and yeah, yeah, it's like they they go around and use like really bad pickup lines. That was like the first episode. So they'll go up to like girls on the street and they would be like, Do you want an Australian kiss? <laughs> like, What's an Australian kiss? like It's a normal kiss, but just down under. <laughs> <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> I thought like, Are you a chicken farmer
0: because you raised my cotton? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, like shit like that, I, I sort of found quite funny. And they had that like this opening segment where he's like in a cafe with someone who's being like this Al Pacino style person. Yeah. They're doing the heat. Yeah, yeah. As he calls it, heat. Yeah. Because
0: <laughs> he can't can't say heat.
1: Um. So yeah, heech. like that shit was quite funny. And then, uh, but when I was watching the second episode, I was like, it, there hasn't been a great deal with different. So I can see the full. Yeah. um the third fourth and fifth episodes being basically the same thing just a different guest insulting them yeah. or their practice in a different way but not offending you know what i mean albeit like doing the borderline yeah. offense but it's okay because that like that's the point of it yeah
0: yeah i think the thing with ali g and what was the other guy who did it before ali g everyone forgets about him we used to kind of like go to celebrities... Mr. Shanky like, Hands, man. As a re- no, as a reporter <laughs> and he would um, ask him really rude questions and shit like that. Like he was the allergy before allergy. Yeah. But I think we've been like subject to that before and it's very hard not to see it. Like the, the way I got introduced to him was because I watched Joe Rogan and then I saw that Joe Rogan has an argument with Brazilian jiu-jitsu person, right? And I watched it and I was pissing myself laughing because I thought it was real. Yeah. I had no idea <laughs> it was fake because yeah. it wasn't like his show. And his show is so clearly fake yeah. at that point because he's like so obviously rude and it's so mm. like some of the guests look like they're playing along. Some of the guests look proper confused (laughs) like is he really being this rude to me right now so like when i was watching him him and joe rogan are going at it but joe rogan's in on it yeah so joe rogan's acting the whole time he's fucking around it's just all a joke but it got so heated so and i was laughing so hard then i got into the like the rabbit hole yeah and i found out (laughs) his name is like you found out like rasan orange and shit like that I was like, oh my god, he's not an actual Brazilian jiu-jitsu person. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which made it funnier to me. Oh, for sure. So I guess if you know he's fake from the very beginning, you're anticipating that kind of thing. Whereas if you didn't know he was fake from the very beginning, which is why I didn't want you to search him. I just gave you the link oh you know what you searched him on the episode (laughs) i was like fuck he's gonna know he's fake i wanted to know if you would work out if it was just bullshit oh i i I feel
1: like i've watched (laughs) enough tv to to realize that it's not a real thing because it's it's, it's like i should have
0: started with the joe rogan
1: one yeah yeah that probably would have been better but uh (laughs) oh well shit happens what are you gonna do? It was uh, it was enough yeah, to please. get me to actually do some homework for once. So count that as a win. Yeah. All right, you did it.
0: Uh, I did mine too, but I did mine straight away. Uh, I downloaded the on Spotify, and I listened to it on the ways to work and the ways home from work, if I could be bothered. Yeah. It's a long journey, and just listening to music can get a bit boring. I know exactly so what you mean. I didn't love it. There are some songs on there that I like, and I do actually know The Counting Crows now that I've heard them, mm. and the song, song that I know is from Shrek.
1: Oh, accidentally In Love.
0: Yeah. yeah, and I really liked that song when it came out. But there's something about his voice is so deeply American that in some songs it really just, like, throws me off. Because, like, I'm liking the beat and the melody of the song. I'm liking how it's going. And then... And it just really just fucks with my head. Because I'm like, no, you're doing the wrong...
1: The wrong, the wrong accent! thing
0: here, man, the cadence is it's just not right there, man. <laughs> You're too American. Turn the American down. There's some songs, like accidentally in love, it really works. Yeah. But then there are some songs, like the more like somber songs there are, they don't always work because he'll like emphasise a word with Americanness and it would just be like, No. Okay. Ruined it now. Okay, so yeah. like I feel like I like the music and if it was someone else singing it, like if I heard a cover artist sing it, probably like it more.
1: Okay, interesting. Because I, like I I love his voice. I think he's got such a uh, an amazing and unique voice <laughs> that he brings. I mean, his I I think his greatest asset is his songwriting. I think he's such a great songwriter. Mm. Um, he he writes most of the the songs for the band. um And I I fell in yeah. love with the words. I think before I actually fell in love with his voice because I saw them live before I even knew who they were. It must have been 14 years ago. I went and saw them live. Um and they played Accidentally just in Love. They had blue. Um before Shrek 2 was released. Oh, were you just... like, we we were one of the first people to to hear it. Oh, wow. And I just I just fell in love with him and his his whole stage presence and his voice and I was like then I then I got one of his albums and I was like listening to these lyrics and I just like this this is fucking incredible and I feel like with some of these songs just the tone that he's got and the the emphasis he has behind words because he 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 sings with meaning he's he's quite a, a strange guy and I know he suffers with like a load of depression I mean musician obviously Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. If he was normal, he wouldn't be successful. Exactly. But yeah, he's just he—he's one of those that if you see him live, there's a good chance what you hear on the album is not what they're gonna play, because he's like the—the way you perform a song is how you how you feel you're not going to perform a song mm. really upbeat and quickly if you're fucking depressed at the time it's going to be a lot slower and i always loved that that aspect of of the band that, that they're able to change so much and i always thought his voice just um f- accompanied everything else almost like another instrument mm. so it's, it's quite yeah. interesting to I'd hear th- the uh to hear that the opposite
0: well like I think there's, cause the way you describe the album and I like the concept is it starts off really upbeat and mm. then it kind of takes like a somber turn. Yeah. Cause it's you know Saturday nights to Sunday morning, right? Yeah. But it felt like there was like three upbeat songs and the rest are kind of more on the somber level. Like okay. they, they, it like goes down pretty quickly. Like I, <laughs> there's a few songs that are really pumped and then yeah. it goes down really quickly. But, like, the ones that were more upbeat, I was expecting, like, an accidentally in love kind of song. Mm. And I couldn't get into them. No. Nah. Um, the somber songs, ironically, even though I don't feel like his voice always suited them, were the ones that I got more into.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I really liked, uh, was it the Michelangelo one? Oh, When I Dream of Michelangelo. It's a banger. Yeah, that, I, th- yeah I thought his voice really, like went with that one
1: yeah
0: i'm very about like words don't mean fuck all to mm. me a lot of the time in a music okay. like even though i hate mumble rappers and all that kind of shit i don't really care that much about what the lyrics are trying to tell me yeah. the lyrics just need to be able to move with the music that's playing
1: okay and
0: it really like distracts me when the the, the way the person's singing a song doesn't match the music behind it okay it feels weird to me and it really throws me off it's not that i don't think it's good it's just
1: it throws me off yeah. so no cool we both did our Music's we hard, both did our right? homework
0: we did
1: we didn't copy for each other it, i liked
0: it i think it's a good idea yeah now andrew hello i have something that i think is not true It's on the internet, so it's 50-50. But did you know that the CIA once tried to hurt Fidel Castro's image by making his beard fall off, but then they failed? Apparently... They contaminated the Cuban leader's clothes and shoes with thallium salts to make his beard fall off. In another instance, they planned to spray hallucinogens on a broadcast studio right before Castro was to, to give a live televised speech. Desperate times and desperate measures, eh? I don't think I needed to read that bit. That was to website's bit. Mm. But, uh, yeah. Um, apparently, I mean, it doesn't like they tried to kill him a bunch and failed, I say, which I don't get. Like, get a gun, shoot him, done. What the fuck, bro? I'm
1: pretty. Bro, I guess
0: sh- they were trying to not be so obvious. Nah,
1: I'm pretty sure there is some sort of American historical thing about beards and and not liking beards. So it wouldn't surprise me if they did go for. I, I I thought it
0: was. More because you were taking away his manhood and then the people in Cuba wouldn't respect him because it's like,
1: Yeah man don't even have a beard. <laughs> Fuck that. How's he going to lead a country like a without warming Ugh. his face with hair? Uh, <laughs> exactly. No, I, 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 I feel like that's something America would try. I know, I feel like they were probably scraping the bottom of the barrel that time and like Dave from accounting <laughs> yeah, was like, have you tried getting rid of his beard and seeing how that works? <laughs> <laughs> And they're like, fuck it, let's (laughs) give it a go. (laughs) And I was like, what, are you crazy? (laughs) We don't want to emasculate the man. Although. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, they really didn't want to do it.
0: (laughs) Because they're they're like, we can't do that, it's too cruel, man. We've, we've only tried man to he heard him, right to there. just take
1: away his beard. He's a man. I mean, at least carve his penis or something. First, you know. Fuck's sake.
0: God damn it, Jim from Accounting.
1: <laughs> God, you're one dark horse, motherfucker. They don't call you the <laughs> maverick for nothing. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, why are you even in this <laughs> meeting? You do accounting. <laughs> Budget cuts just, like, merge the office into one cubicle. (laughs) Because of all those failed attempts at trying to kill Fidel Castro. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Ah, my days. Ah, good fact.
0: (laughs) Do you know what can't change, Andrew? Hmm? You know what doesn't change? No, David,
1: tell me. Uh, fucking job interviews. (laughs) I just want to talk about it quite Briefly. Briefly briefly that's I right feel word. like we've talked about it before I think we have so I talk about it all the time because I, I for example I hate wearing yeah. fucking ties I refuse to do it Um, and I hate this this old style that that we've got but it seems to be that we live in a world where we can literally just do anything we want everything is at our fingertips we can we can earn hundreds of millions of dollars sitting in our underpants we can do more than we we ever did sort of 20 30 years ago in a real business environment so why do we still follow Mm. this same business model that we seem to have in the 1920s of like working monday to friday nine to five you gotta wear a tire you've gotta wear a suit but nowadays you basically sit in a cubicle by yourself and the only interaction you have is on the other end of a phone when someone rings you to which they can't even see you so why does it matter how you're fucking dressed i just i i just get really frustrated i basically at work will just walk around in a hoodie i wear a hoodie all day i have a shirt underneath my hoodie but i wear the hoodie all day and I have people look at me like I'm unprofessional, but I'm like, I, I fucking spank my job. I do it so I do it so well that why, why does it matter how I look? I, I feel if I was to be in a suit and tie, I'd be more uncomfortable and be less efficient at my work. Like, why do we have to follow this old sort of business plan that, that I feel is redundant? And I feel the, the same with job interviews. They ask the same fucking questions they were asking me years ago, and they still ask like, me today. And it's like, where do you see yourself in five years? give an example of when you worked well in a team and you're like i I haven't fucking worked in a team in fucking years like when was the last time you actually worked in a team in a team yeah. you don't really do that anymore
0: i mean you don't do that ever really in work do you work in a team how many like you you only work in teams in school yeah other than that you're always kind of working in a team when you're at work then yeah you because know. you're
1: all you're all one big team you are a team yeah how much do you wanted to find that like Always. i wanted someone to read over my email so i sent it to them before sending it to them that sort of question doesn't apply anymore the other one that really pisses me off is where do you see yourself in five years now i work in technology yeah. right so in five years, the job I'm applying for is probably going to be redundant, and there's another 20, 30 roles that have opened up that never existed. It's basically an unanswerable exactly. question why are we still asking it like yeah. time moves so so much more uh, quickly now everything develops and expands fucking there are jobs now that didn't exist like two years ago
0: and also the answer they want to hear and the answer people usually give is i want to be something here you know like yeah, yeah. A, a different position in that company so it's just like again it's a redundant question because it's like i'm either gonna lie to you and say i want to work here mm. which i probably don't and you know it and i know it yeah or i'm going to tell you the truth and you're not going to like the truth yeah so you won't hire me
1: exactly or
0: you really will like the fact that i had the balls to tell you what i wanted and you respected me and you do hire me but
1: but that's like that's going to be like a 20 split right Most of the time, they're not going to respect you for giving that answer. I hate preparing for interviews and you've got to do all this research Mm. about a company. And I get having an understanding of where you're working. The more you know about the company, the more efficient you can be. But at an interview, do I really need to know the fucking ins and outs of history of your CEOs are? No, no, I don't. And do you ever need to know that? Even once you work there,
0: do you need that information? No. Does it help you do your job? No. Yeah. Like, knowing who your CEO is doesn't make you any better at, you know, computer yeah. doing anything with computers it doesn't help me any better selling a gym membership knowing what our we have these things called the four pillars of what our membership is and it's just like all this is is for when you give us a mystery visit this is
1: all about inside the company it's not about
0: outside and then you're gonna know it's a
1: mystery visit because they're gonna be asking all these fucking questions you're like no one else asked that clearly that's just weird (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. and i only
0: strange people ask the kind of questions that yeah they ask during a mystery visit
1: you're told the answers to give for very specific styled questions questions that like we're saying no one else asks so when you're asked those sorts of questions you're like immediately you're on your back hill just like okay you're not a genuine customer you're either trying something or you've been sent here to test how we are (laughs) i just think like i've been working for 11 years now and every job i've had after that for the past 11 years i've been asked the same sort of questions and told the same sort of thing i'm like in the real world everything you've you've basically told me that i need to know and need to learn about getting a job doesn't apply because the second I get comfortable in a particular role, I drop the the persona that you want All me of to bullshit. have. I have yeah. my own one, and I actually get further. Yeah. But yeah, we still we oh, still always. initiate with this same sort of style. And I just I just wanted to sort of get that off my chest. That I think it's a load of bullshit. <laughs> And uh, I hope some people will start up some businesses and and change the way we operate. I agree. I mean, I worked in retail
0: for a while. And, you know, like even in curries, like people who had tattoos, they were asked to hide their tattoos. Oh, yeah. Right. But in the culture that we grow in now, people have tattoos everywhere, always visit and piercings. And it's just like. Why does that person need to hide that tattoo? Who is it offending? Who are you hurting by having someone have a tattoo? Like, Mm. we don't live in this world where tattoos are shameful and only a few
1: outcasts have them. Everyone fucking has them. Just let it be. But the other thing is is every business, they'll tell you to hide tattoos and piercings and all that shit. But then they're like, we're all a part of like being individual we're all ourselves and you're like why the fuck are you trying to hide it up with a fucking uniform giving me a fucking name tag and telling me that i can't be who i am i hate name tags why does someone need to know my name why i think you you put a name tag when you're not comfortable with your business any business that is is secure enough in itself with customer service don't bother with name tags because all a name tag says (laughs) is I can't hide who I am from you, which means my customer service isn't good enough for you to need to... For me to tell you yeah. my name. Because, uh, let, let's be honest, if you want to create a rapport with someone, how do you introduce... You? Hi, I'm Andrew, how can I help you today? Like, you'll do that. If you have a name tag, I feel like it's just, it's just a label. I mean, fuck, half, half the time we were at Curry's, we had different name tags from what our actual name was. Friggin' Oz was trainee. Or train I think he pronounced it when <laughs> anyone questioned him. <laughs> but it's like, like, like it doesn't mean shit at the end of the day. We, you can put whatever the fuck you want in there. I, I just feel like it's a, a really insecure move for a company. My name is My name is
0: clearly Portuguese, and I don't like speaking Portuguese. I can, I'm not very good at it, but sometimes I lie and I say I don't <laughs> speak Portuguese. So either either one of two outcomes comes out, right? I'll say I can't speak Portuguese and they start treating me like judgmentally because I'm I'm Portuguese, but I don't speak it, even yeah. though they don't really know my background and things like that. Or I will say I'm spe- I can speak Portuguese and I'll struggle along trying to speak Portuguese mm. and I hate it. And I shouldn't have to be put in that position because I am Portuguese and they know it purely because of my name. Yeah. And I don't think it's... Appropriate for someone to just look at my name, instantly know where I'm from, and try and force me into something yeah. that they have no idea if I'm comfortable with or not.
1: For sure. Purely
0: because I'm wearing that name tag, that situation happens. Yeah. Whereas nine times out of ten, if I wasn't wearing a name tag, they'd never guess where I was from. They'd probably no. guess I was English.
1: For sure. And it's sure.
0: so irritating. It is. For for one thing, I, I mean, I would agree, generally speaking, if you're building a rapport with someone, you will give your name. I don't give my name out unless I feel like it. I don't see how it helps me do my job a lot of the time. Yeah. If you need my name, I'll give you my name. Otherwise, you're going to forget it. Why does it matter?
1: They're like, there's there, there's no need.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree.
1: But yeah, so uh, that that's that's my two cents although i think it was more like 50 quid on uh, businesses
0: i don't disagree with you in any any way shape or form i mean i don't know if this is a thing of, of general society in, in terms of, of you know our generation getting tired with the old generation and but it's like we're in this middle age kind of group thing now where we hate the old but we also hate the new like i hate everything new that comes but i still hate all the shit i hated when i was a kid yeah so it's just like shit's not changed yet should (laughs) should meet my requirements by now but it still doesn't (laughs) i can't afford shit i can't move anywhere i i work in a gym yet inexplicably have to wear a shirt and tie and shoes yeah And it's it's a pretty common thing in gyms. It's a pretty common thing and I don't get it. I also don't understand fully why someone has to wear a uniform. One thing for name tags, I will say, if you're wearing like maybe a lanyard or a name tag because you don't have a uniform, I will accept that because that is my way of knowing you work in that company. That's fair enough. If you are wearing a uniform and you look exactly the same as everyone else, then you shouldn't have to wear an name Because no obviously that you, work, you work there, right? Yeah. So like, what's the point? I feel like it is changing, but it is like one of the slowest. Companies don't adapt. It's, it's clearly shown like, companies are just now starting to realize the importance of social media. Like th- at least the smaller, like more average companies. Bigger companies, they get it pretty quick, but that's why they're the bigger companies. But
1: Yeah, but bigger companies also can pump X amount of million into someone yeah. else dealing with that. They're, they're changing in, in some ways, and I feel like that's just more to keep with the visual times, the times that people like the public will see if amazon for example i know this is probably a really bad one but if amazon never never joined up with any sort of social networking everyone would see how bad like that is they're, they're not with it but Amazon's yes. policies and and the way in which they operate their business probably haven't changed at all since they were started you know what i mean like so that so they're keeping up with the times in in what is in our face but not what's behind the scenes because you're not going to have a clue what any company's policy is unless you work there. You're going to see if they're on social media regardless whether you work there or not. So I feel like they're making alterations in certain parts, the ones that are more obvious to the public and... The ones that are on don't change because unless you work there and you say something, nothing's going to change. And so many people are afraid of losing jobs. They forget what they're actually entitled to. And I feel like that's how so many big companies carry on. Because people are just, they think their job is more important than their rights. Or they, they don't necessarily know enough about their rights to know that the company is taken advantage. And uh, I think that's something that should really change. I'm going a bit off topic, uh, but I feel like that's something that they, they should be teaching in schools rather than fucking. When I was in year seven, I learned how to make a drawstring bag. I learned how to hammer a piece of wood to another piece of wood. You know what's going to be more <laughs> beneficial for me? Learning when a company's fucking me over and what I'm entitled to. I feel like we've gone off topic quite a bit, though. <laughs>
0: The longest female beard ever recorded was measured at 30 centimetres.
1: So. 30 centimetres, that's impressive. That it's pretty but like a whole ruler you know, of a mm-hmm. beard. I've never that's had it, a beard it's decided. That Let's put this before Congress. Women are just as good and equal to men because they can grow just, just as, if not more impressive beards than most men. I feel like we can end I mean, sexism right now. Yep, yeah, So, like, they can do it too. Hashtag, we can do it I, I, I think that is a... genuine. Genuinely, I think that's a pretty good argument. If the argument is like, oh, a woman can't do that. You'd be like, a woman can grow a fucking beard longer than yours. She can do whatever the fuck she wants. I, I feel like that is a solid statement. I agree.
0: Devil's Advocate three rounds rock and roll hip-hop i am zero prepared for this debate guys uh Andrew has done notes and things uh i feel like that should show how unconfident he is in winning said debate uh because one is clearly better than the other
1: do you want to know what's great about hip-hop that makes it better than any other music especially rock and roll Hip hop is like a moment in time, right? It's it's like a, a particular moment in life, particularly in like black life. I've found listening to it, it's not it's not it's not generic. It's not um, a, a broad feeling like love or anger. It's a, it's a moment in time. It's not it's not the sixties. It's not the seventies. It's not the eighties. It's it's a particular like day or a moment it's like they basically just describe almost like describing a photo or a painting that's what it is when you listen to hip-hop which you don't get with rock and roll because rock and roll is just too broad it's it's this lovely person that i love and we're in love no hip-hop is like this is what it was like as a child in 1994 or this is what it was like as an adult in 2006 like it's it's that moment it's that that identifiable piece of time that you can just merge together and make an actual historical uh record uh, both musically and i mean genuine like old school style records like notes 10 record, seconds if that makes sense <laughs> Uh, and that, that is why hip-hop is better than anything, like I say, it's, it's a, it's a captive moment in time for black life.
0: So, why is rock and roll better than hip-hop? Rock and roll has defined a generation, right? When we grew up, we listened to our parents' rock and roll songs. We still listen to those songs to this day. Hip-hop, wow, it might have its, its people that you still listen to. People fade and go away from hip-hop very quickly. I mean, 50 Cent, for example. Who remembers 50 Cent? Nobody. Queen, Led Zeppelin, Sex Pistols, fucking other people. I, I mean, there's too many. I can't remember them all, okay? Fucking Megadeth. Ninja sex party to so many rock and roll bands. There are n- Not that many hip-hop artists that are remembered throughout history, right? I, I, Andrew in my rebuttal, can you name ten hip-hop artists? I will see I will see, you know, I mean you could just google it right now and just look but I bet you can't I mean hip-hop hasn't got these anthem beats that you have with with rock and roll, you know, rock and roll can keep going and going, and finally. So. So, Andrew, it's your turn. <laughs>
1: I Feel like I, I won that. You know what? You know what I would say as as. Uh, as you know, I I am a massive rock and roll fan. However, uh, there are some things I noticed with uh, with hip hop, and and that is, rock and roll can be very lyrical. I find a lot of the 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 difference between rock and roll songs come in the lyrics. Whereas when you you go clubbing or you go dancing, who wants to hear a fucking heartfelt poem? Now you want to hear a beat that you can dance to, and that's what hip hop's got. It's got beats. It just allows you to just like feel your way. You're not, you're not, you're not listening to what some sad white guy from the fucking 60s is singing 70 years later. Like it's, it's all about the beat. It's about that moment. I was actually told that the uh, <coughs> the uh, black people when they dance, they listen to the beat. And uh, white people, when they dance, they listen to the lyrics. And I think that's why you can tell that I dance like a fish out of water. And uh, black people just look smooth. Andrew keeps going on about this
0: moment. Can Andrew please tell me when this moment was? Because I am yet to know. And I've heard him say moment 12 times now. (laughs) Rock and (laughs) roll also had a moment. It's called Woodstock. 1994. All right? It's called Live 8. It's called when Queen got back together, all right? There's thousands of moments in hip hop, in uh, rock and roll uh, that have changed people's minds, has improved the world, has done stuff. And secondly, his, his second point as to, you know, people don't dance to rock and roll. Andrew doesn't go clubbing. Andrew doesn't know what people dance to in clubs. You ever gone to a club and heard Sex is on Fire? Believe me, people be dancing to Sex is on Fire. Alright? Rock and roll. People dance to rock music. People have always danced to rock music. It's it's how concerts and things started was rock music, not hip-hop. You ever been to a hip-hop club? It's... Boring. After twenty minutes you've heard the same shit over and over again. And yes, there are no there there are lyrics in hip hop. Some of them are and I'm done. <laughs> Closing statement, sir. Uh, begin.
1: I will give you that hip-hop is so varied, but the fans are so unified. I'll give you some examples, la dee New York State of Mind, Children's Stories, I used to love her, they're all considered hip-hop, but none of them actually sound the same, and that just allows this like great creative freedom, now as a fan of rock I've heard this so many times, if someone's like, oh you're into rock, you must love this band, what you don't like them, clearly you don't know what rock is, or I'll be like, oh I'm really a fan of this band and they're like, uh that's not rock, right? Rock is this. You don't you tend not to have that with hip hop. Everyone just seems to, to to be a part of one. They they love the, the sound of a completely different hip hop artist to another hip hop artist. Rock tends to be you're in you're in one subsection or you're in the other. They don't cross. The fans, they're not they're not so unified and it, it just it, it segregates them. Whereas hip-hop it, it's 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 this beautiful amalgamation of of uh cultures and and different societies that can all can all enjoy it and it, it all sounds different but it's the same and you just don't get that with the rock so my my friend here andrew has talked
0: about moments he's also talked about how rock is um it's not as clearly defined as hip-hop by the the many fans of of rock and roll it's because the the rock fans are more passionate uh, than, than those of people who like hip-hops. Rock, um, as I have said, has changed the world. Um, it changed how people behaved. Um, some would say for the better. Uh, hip-hop has also changed the world. Again, some would say for the better. Some would say for the worst. Um, in terms of some people say this hip-hop is good and some... Uh, I, I, I agree. They all say hip. it's hip-hop. But there's bad hip-hop and there's good hip-hop. And especially in this day and age, there is a lot more bad hip-hop than there is good hip-hop. Rock and roll has been around for a lot, lot, lot longer than hip-hop has been. And still as good as when it came out. There are some bad rock and roll artists. There are some good rock and roll artists. But significantly more. Rock and roll has beats. It has lyrics it has everything you want in music hip-hop does not and that is my closing remarks sir
1: just in time Well, I feel we made some good points. I feel you're... uh, Personally, as a fan of rock and roll, I feel you didn't argue it as well as you could have. Probably due to the lack of preparation. One thing I didn't prepare for is um, an actual debate. I just wrote down some facts and stated (laughs) them. I was going to say, yeah.
0: (laughs) This is a debate.
1: (laughs) I'm going against what you're saying. (laughs) I, I, I was like... Shit, he's actually said some points that I can argue against, but I've already written this, and I'm just gonna get sidetracked. Otherwise, like I, I, I literally I asked Rhiannon to make me a Google Play playlist. Uh, for my journey home, and that is where I got all my hip hop information from <laughs> in that fucking hour's ride. And I was like, Yeah, this is a really good point. That's a really good point. Yeah, like that makes it sound like I, I <laughs> give a shit and I've done some research. And then you came back and you were like, Yeah, it says this. And I was like, Shit, I have to defend that. Nah, fuck it. I, I don't know enough. I'm just going to read my statements.
0: <laughs> yeah, you didn't, you didn't like go against anything I said. <laughs> like, at all. <laughs> you didn't even defend your points. You just said points. <laughs> so what I could have done, I can agree, yeah. I could have done a better job at defending hip-hop. I mean, rock and roll. I think I did a good job of discrediting hip-hop.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just, I just hope anyone that listens to it is like, huh, that white boy actually put some effort in. Good on him. Like that, that's, that's all I want from the end of this. I don't care if I win or lose. I just want all the recognition right. of actually listening to hip-hop and coming up with some actual points that I believe. I feel like that should be enough for me. So, guys, we will put up a post
0: on our Instagram and our Facebook and, I guess, Twitter... Um, And you guys can vote Uh, Try not to vote on what you think is better, but purely based on the debate um, Maybe we'll have two votes. So a vote of debate and a vote of what everyone actually thinks So guys, please please vote on who you think won that debate the devil would like to know who the best advocate is and now Andrew, uh, more homework for you, sir. So I'll let you decide what I'm gonna watch first.
1: So I'm gonna give you something, something quite enjoyable, right? So I, I actually uh, found this the other day. It's, a, it's a breakdown of accents, and it's, it's, uh, it's a YouTube link that I've provided you. And the guy basically looks at uh, actors in movies uh, doing accents and says what is right and wrong about them. So. For example, he'll take a look at, say, Brad Pitt doing a Southern American accent. And he'll be like, what Brad Pitt does here is quite common for for American actors to do. And that's this generic sound. But what Brad Pitt actually does well is he gets his tongue in this sort of angle that provides this sort of sound that is genuine to Southern Americans. And then he'll take a look at another clip where someone hasn't done so well, and he'll be like, what they've done wrong is they haven't actually tried at all. I just thought that was really cool. That's pretty good, yeah. I'm gonna be so good at accents the next episode. (laughs) Well, you
0: gave me rock and roll, so Andrew, I would like you to listen to Anderson Pack. I, I got into Anderson Pack a while ago, Um, Before he used his name, he was actually called like Breezy Lovejoy or some shit like that. Okay. Um, And I actually watched a video of him releasing that he was no longer going to be called that name because he wanted to be taken a bit more serious. But I didn't really listen to his music that much at that point, but his voice I I really dug. But I used to listen to uh, Wax and Wax had him in a few of his songs, so I, I heard him and dumbfounded as well had him. And then I was watching when Charlie Gambino did, I think it was Redbone, I was reading through the comments and someone said, oh, it's really like Anderson Pack." So I was curious as to who Anderson Pack was because I completely forgot. And I went through and I started listening to his music. I was like, this voice sounds so fucking familiar, right? And then I saw his face I was like, oh my God, I know him. Uh, and I got really into his album. It's called Malibu. Can you listen to the Malibu album? It's Malibu, it's yeah. I think pretty good album. It's got a bit of everything in it. Personally, in my opinion, I love
1: how every track just has the little e next to it for explicit. <laughs> Not fucking one yeah. of that album doesn't contain some sort <laughs> of explicit. Man, it's violent. <laughs> it's, just... it's violent. Okay,
0: it's violent. You shouldn't... <laughs> But uh, anyway, yeah, I, I, I really like his music. He uh, he was the first concert that me and my girlfriend went to. I actually stood outside Coco's for two hours because his tickets had sold out. But then mm. they released that they were going to give out 50 more tickets. But you had to get there and line up. So I was like one of the first people in that queue. I got a ticket and me and my girlfriend went to see him. He was very good live. I really enjoyed it. Let me know what you think. I've listened to that album so many times. It's, it's honestly... Mm.
1: It's it's one of my favourite. So as we mentioned last week, if you guys listened, we're trying out some new things. Uh, One thing we're going to try out is called Rhiannon's Reddit Recital. Essentially, Rhiannon likes to browse Reddit, find some humorous threads and questions, uh, and she often repeats them to me, which I've found quite hilarious over the past few years. Uh, I thought it would be quite a good section for Rhiannon to read some Some of those to me and David, and uh, we'll capture our reactions. Without further ado, Rhiannon, what is the first question or threat?
0: So this is phrases you might hear in the English language that don't immediately have a clear meaning. Okay, so most people have probably heard ones like "not enough room to swing a cat," but these are probably more (laughs) obscure ones. So first, we've got "I'm fucking this cat. You're just holding the tail." Okay, that's made up, man. That's not real.
1: That's not real. That's not real. I I genuinely don't know how I could use that in a sentence. Rhiannon, can you use it in a sentence? No. (laughs) Is it like the bottom bitch talking about her pimp, maybe? Oh.
0: Because she's calling him a cool cat, so she's like, I fucking this cat,
1: you just holding his tail. Well, I suppose it's like, yeah, it's a bit weird because, like, like, at the end of the day, that's the only if someone's, if, I can think if I'm that. in a situation where I can either fuck the cat or hold the tail, I'm gonna want to hold the tail. Holding the tail seems like the better option of the two deals. You know what I mean? Like, who wants to actually yeah, I mean, fuck the cat? But the way that it's said is like that. Fucking the cat I is mean, just... is it asshole tighter than a duck's? Who knows? Uh, I'm you know? sure someone knows. Someone <laughs> definitely knows if it's tighter than a duck's asshole. I, I don't believe that's even a real <laughs> saying. <laughs> Well, the
0: example Urban Dictionary has is, uh, so Brian, he's saying, well, what if we approach this problem from a different perspective? And then Deborah, who's clearly a bitch, uh, <laughs> says, I'm fucking this cat, so sh- just shut up and hold its tail. <laughs> so, you know, fuck you, Deborah. Next, please. Knowing my luck, I'd fall into a barrel full of tits and come out sucking my own dick. <laughs> uh, for less, like, for pretty self-explanatory. You have bad luck, you know? <laughs> Well, good luck. I mean... I mean, isn't that like kind of every man's dream to suck their own dick? So, like, yeah, but but firstly, no. It was unlucky that you fell in that barrel. If you're surrounded by tits, tits are not yes! To a human body, right? They're a barrel of tits, which means... The tits have been cut off the human, right, and put into a barrel, and that is disturbing. Also, it doesn't specify human tits, and every animal has tits, except for fish
1: and birds. I guess birds don't have tits, too. I don't know. You basically mean mammals. Yes. This comes from the word mammaries. That's the word. As in, to provide milk yeah, from through, through mammaries. Yeah, but, I mean, chickens have chicken breasts, so, you know. They don't have breasts. Their, their body is known as a, the breast of a chicken. Okay. It is the area in which the boobs, also known as the breast, hang out. The breast is an area. So you wouldn't say chicken have. tits? Is that what you're saying? No, because they don't have tits. Okay.
0: Fine. Tits. <laughs> a barrel of tits. Still disturbing. If you end up sucking your own dick, you actually got out pretty good in that deal. So if you fell into a barrel of tits that had been taken off of a woman, it would be disturbing. But if you came out of that barrel and ended up with your dick in your mouth, would you be happy with that scenario?
1: But how do you you know that the barrel isn't just got holes cut in it where full-bodied human women have their breasts sticking through the holes and you are falling through that barrel but all you're actually falling through is the breast as opposed to the women who are on the outside. Have you, and you seen a out barrel? Your own dick. They're not that big, man. Wait, it doesn't specify the size of the barrel. It just says you're going to fall in a barrel, come out sucking your own dick. That barrel could be as long as the Eiffel Tower. If you're hitting boobies on the way down, it's a fucking great fall. You come out sucking your own dick, it's not great. I
0: mean, if you fall down a barrel (laughs) the size of the Eiffel Tower and survive and end up with your dick in your mouth, that is also pretty lucky. Hey,
1: Rhiannon, can you quickly find one more? He's got a face like a bulldog licking piss off a nettle. (laughs)
0: I mean, it's so specific. Uh, again, just so specific. Why Why is the bulldog licking piss? I've never seen dog lick piss. I've seen dog piss. Dogs lick piss like all the time. I see them smell piss, but lick piss? Yeah, they, they do. Okay, you've had a dog, I haven't, I don't know, but I've never seen it. I've seen him piss on piss.
1: My my dog before the dog that you met used to eat fox shit and roll around I know it. I know dogs eat shit and vomit. That's a the thing they do. I know that. So is... what, so why would it be so far from the The realm of reality that they also lick
0: piss. I don't know. Good point, You
1: said it was such, like, shock. And then you're like, actually, no, I've seen them eat shit and sick. Licking piss is probably the least offensive of the two that you've seen. And we let them touch our faces. Their tongues.
0: I think that's time to end the episode. Andrew wrote us an outro, Uh, so thanks for listening. As always, you can find us on iTunes or at soundcloud.com forward slash beard in the semi. Uh, If you want to get in touch, you can email us at bats at deaddevil.co.uk or also beardandthesemi at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on Twitter, which is at beardsemi, Instagram, beard.semi.podcast, or Facebook, facebook.com forward slash beardandthesemi. You can find me, my Instagram is uh, supercalifragilistic, and you can find Andrew, you can find me at Andrew James on Twitter. Yeah. You can also, uh, if you guys are interested, uh, watch my YouTube channel. I haven't posted on there in a long time. It's uh, Drop the Pad. Uh, it's a gaming channel. Uh, give that a watch. So, yeah. Have fun. Sleep tight. And, you know. See you next week. Masturbate all night. Bye, guys. woo <laughs> Devil's Advocate. Three Rounds. Ow! (coughs) Because that really fucking hurt. Oh my god, my throat. (coughs) Oh my god. (coughs) (coughs) Oh god, my throat.
1: Uh, What should I say next, (laughs) Andrew?